Greetings, magnificent souls, to the Lily Bewley podcast, where we have open and honest discussions about ourselves. This is your host, Lily Bewley, and I'm honored to have conversations here with thought leaders, visionaries, healers, and even solo conversations with myself about things I'm currently reflecting on. This is a place where we break down, break away, and break through our emotional trauma, allowing ourselves to be healthy, be happy, and live a peaceful life. We are tired of being sick and tired. We are tired, but we are not giving up. We know that there is something magnificent inside of us. And because we are fighting daily, hourly, and by the minute, fighting ourselves, our jobs, our unhappiness, we have to do things differently. We have to break the cycle. We don't have a million chances. We have to be happy now. We have to find a way. So how do we do that? How is that possible? If you look around at what society is telling you, they tell you that what we're doing is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. And it's happening through the practice and the love that we call awakening the magnificent soul. We are all magnificent souls, and these are our stories of healing. Today in episode 142, I welcome Ginny Rain to the show to chat about the unexpected consequences of secure attachment. Before we get into the show, don't forget to let me know your thoughts about this episode or anything you would like me to cover on future podcasts by dropping me a DM on Instagram. Remember, it is a safe place and I would welcome the discussion. Also, a request, if you are enjoying the show, please rate and share and review so we can get the word out to more and more souls who want to heal. And now on to today's episode. Ginny Rain believes that when we heal relationships, we heal the world. She is passionate about helping people heal negative patterns, blocking their soulmate relationships, and create the love that that they want. When not coaching, Jenny is working on her dissertation called After Eve about giving women access to a more fully embodied individuation process through a reclamation of the divine, oh, excuse me, of the feminine divine. Please enjoy this conversation with Jenny Rain. Jenny Rain, my friend, welcome to the pod. Welcome to the community. This is long overdue, I must say. Yeah, I agree. I've been looking forward to this for a while. Yes, yes. Um, So we are really just going to flow today about secure relationships. Um, One of the things I love about you and about what you do, we have a very similar, you know, and I just want to say like, I don't always bring people on the podcast that have a very similar um, style or uh, like paradigm or whatever the, the way of looking at healing and things, but we do have look at healing. I think very similarly, we've been through, I think a lot of the same not maybe not a lot of the same traumas, but a lot of the same experiences of like healing trauma and what have you. Um, and you, I know you work with clients. You have a lot of great things going on. You're working on your PhD, all the things. It's amazing. Um, but today, what I really, really would love to talk about is this whole idea of secure relationships. Um, do you like how what how do you feel do you want to jump right into it do you want to kind of like talk about kind of what you do with clients like this is really your space and mine so whatever you feel like is welcome yeah let's let's just jump right in I'm so excited to be here thank you for asking and yeah I love the kind of symbiosis of of what we do too because I think when you when you get practitioners that are all working within a similar space, you have the potential of really making an impact on trauma in our lifetime, you know, which is, I feel like that's such a shared goal, Mm. you know, you Mm. have, I have, and that other practitioners kind of around us. It's like when a bunch of restaurants are in like the same square, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody eats better. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if we can get a bunch of trauma informed practitioners in the same area, we can like make a dent on relationship trauma. And that is just, that's goals for yeah. me. A hundred percent goals. What would you say that your, you know, I think you might've answered this, but let's just make it really explicit. What would you say that your um, North star is with your life and your, your practice and the way that you work with clients? 
Yeah. So what I love is to come alongside of people and really help them, um, you know, dig out patterns that have been keeping them stuck in and away from relationships that are healthy, that soulmate love, that intimate, secure relationship that, you know, they've been longing for their entire relate, you know, their entire life, but haven't been able to create because of they're duplicating family scenarios. They're duplicating a past, maybe it was abusive or unhealthy relationship. And so they're really scared to ask for what they need, ask for what they want and to offload the patterns that have been keeping them safe, Mm -hmm. but keeping them stuck. Mm -hmm. So that is really, that's really what I love to do. Um, I use a lot of my uh, you know, brain spotting internal family systems. I'm actually just getting uh, started with the somatic practice this year. And then uh, we work together on offloading the things that have, mm-hmm. have kept them in unhealthy patterns, whether they are in a relationship, which I love working with people who are in relationships, but are not getting the love that they want, or they're trying to create, mm-hmm. you know, a healthy new normal. So, and both you know, cisgender, heterosexual women, cisgender, heterosexual men, or LGBTQ, uh, the LGBTQ community, because I'm the child of dads. And so Mm -hmm. really, you know, I work across the, you know, the continuum. So Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And it's so, you know, of course, like, that's something that I, I really am, uh, you know, I will go to my, my deathbed screaming about how there will be a bed. There's a better way y'all. There's a better way only because I've walked that path. Totally. You know, and it's, so is that something that kind of stemmed from your growth and your development? Yeah. And what I love about your work, like, especially with dating you is you, you really kind of hit people at the beginning of the process and say, like, there is a better way. There's a better way to do dating. There's a better way to do relationships. There's a better way to do you in showing up for Mm -hmm this love that you want and you've modeled that you've walked that. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's so inspirational for me. I've told you this forever. I love your archetypes, like Thank love you. them. <laughs> that is such a signature aspect of, of what you offer. Um, I think for me, you know, relationships was the last thing I wanted to coach on like, mm. you know, and, and they have me on tape resisting this niche. Um, I, it was like, <laughs> I will freaking do anything but relationships. Like give me trauma all day long. Just don't give me relationships. And, you know, cause I landed in it after 30, 40 some odd years of a wake of failed relationships. You know, mm-hmm. I'm twice divorced. I have two dads like, and, you know, and a mom and a dad. And I was raised in a, a world in the, you know, the eighties and seventies, eighties and nineties that said like, this is what relationships should look like. And then I have my family. And so there wasn't really, you know, the lived experience of quote unquote normalcy that would give me the predilection to have skills to be doing healthy relationships. So when I landed on this niche in my own coaching, I was like, fuck no like yes. Yes. I am ready to retire now yes what we resist persists oh god <laughs> and and you know and it goes all the way back to we um it goes back to probably the early 2000s with me when you know there were a group of us women who traveled um to uh, work with uh, women overseas and I was teaching on healthy relationships back then. And I was flanked by three women behind me, one of whom had been in a relationship for 70 years, 70 years. Like, I think she got married when she was 12. Wow. One been in a relationship for 48 years and one who had been really in a relationship for 25 years. Like they met their high school sweethearts. They were, you know, amazing love stories. And I had just gone through a divorce. It was a domestic violence situation. And I was teaching on healthy relationships to, you know, these 
these women. And I felt so inadequate. And all three of the women came up to me afterwards and said, there's nobody who could teach this work better about Mm. what what domestic violence is, what it means to have a healthy relationship. Mm. So I think it started there. And then I landed later on my niche, but man, it it was a long road to Mm -hmm. get there. And there's still resistance, you know? Yeah. What I found with like my practice, and it sounds like it's very similar with yours, is that the thing, like, again, what we resist persists. Like the thing that I really, if I really, really look deep inside myself, it was relationship and love that I crave. Like, totally. And I found like, of course, like there's, you know, what, what are they like the the three or four different elements of life, relationships, money, health, body, fitness, whatever. Um, And of course I've had my, I've had my stories with all of those different subsets of, of life. And it was always for me about love. If I spent money, it was because of love. If, if I, if I um, wanted my body to look a different way, it was because of love. And so Mm -hmm it's been an incredibly healing experience for me. I don't know about if it's the same with you, just about going to the depths of this wound inside myself. And really, you know, like one of my favorite things about you is like, we share a very similar value about like self-development and work. Um, There is no, like, there's no end to, to my drive to kind of find more about myself. And that's one of the things I love about you too. But I think like the, it just really, there's this thing that I can't really find words about, but it's about like kind of the, it's not, it's the purpose. The more that I heal that part of the relationships about myself, the more that I can teach, the more that I'm purposeful, you know, like, it sounds like that those like these women, women saw that in you. Um, maybe didn't, you didn't see it in yourself. I'm sure that there's a lot of like, well, I can only imagine like the imposter syndrome coming up, but, um, is also to note, I don't know if you feel the same way. This is like going a different way, but you feel free to like bring it back. But, um, something that I've learned about this longevity thing in, in relationships and society is like, and this is something that I've had to learn and I've had to heal myself, which is just because it's a long longevity or longer relationship doesn't mean that it's happy doesn't mean that you're satisfied of course like we know that cognitively but I still catch myself in this like epic love relationship or partnership that I have right now now I still catch myself counting 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 the months counting the years Do, do you feel that too yeah totally there are so many healthy relationship myths that I feel like have persisted for so long, like, you know, don't go to bed angry or, Mm -hmm. you know, these, these things that have infiltrated the relationship lexicon that we all live in that are just blatantly false. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I know lots of people that have been together for decades that, you know, the only way they know how to connect is to fight. That's not good for your nervous system, right? That sounds horrible. (laughs) So yeah, it it is, it is such a, it is such a journey, an intentional journey to create a healthy, secure soulmate, epic love. Mm. And it takes intentional work and choice every single day that a lot of people, I think just, you know, they tap out of mm. like, they and they start counting, right? Cause counting is, is so much easier and less emotionally taxing than being, you know, having the complex consciousness that it takes to be intentional about a relationship. It's so much harder to be conscious in relationships Mm -hmm. than to just default or to just fall into, you know, counting days. Mm -hmm. So, and, and and our, we live in a society that is obsessed with metrics, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they're obsessed with the wrong metrics. Mm -hmm. How much wealth do you have? What is your, what, what's your scale say, you know, Mm -hmm. are you 120 pounds? Mm -hmm. Like, do you have the right title behind your name? Mm -hmm. You know, and all of that is, is bunk. Like I went through an entire PhD in psychology and then realized I had none of the skills I needed to become a coach. And so I had to go back to coaching, Mm. but the world will say like, Oh, well, she's got this 
And so she's valid. And it's the same with relationships. Like, oh, you've been together five years, 10 years. Like, you know, what's up about healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. She don't boo. Has mm-hmm. she done the work? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? hundred percent. I also, I also think that, you know, you and I come at this with a, uh, I know you are fiercely authentic in what you do. And that has been something that as I've watched you, you know, cause mm-hmm. you're a couple years ahead of me on this. Mm-hmm. So you're running the race ahead of me. And I'm like, really, that's been such a model, such a, mm-hmm. a beautiful you. model for me, but you're, you're fiercely authentic and you're willing to call things out that, you know, that aren't authentic because you enter this space as a wounded healer. Mm. Also kind of the mentality that I take too. And when you've, when you've been through kind of the skids and the, the, the banged up knees and the broken arms and legs of relationships, like platitudes don't work. You want to get in the the nitty gritty with your people and say like, this is what you've been told, but Mm -hmm. this is what it actually takes to create Mm -hmm. an epic soulmate love. Mm -hmm. That means being authentic and being vulnerable and, you know, sometimes it's harder to, to find our people that way. Cause people don't, you know, people want happy meal relationships, right? They're like, okay, well, before I got in my relationship, everything was sucky. And then I found my relationship and now everything's perfect, but that's not how relationships work, you know? So yeah. it takes an authentic coach who has done the wounded healing, you know, been the wounded healer to really be able to deliver true hope experience, mm. you know, to the people out there who are who are really wanting to create an intentional love. Yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. And mirrored right back at you, you know, um, it, you know, to be real, it took me a while, like a long time. You and I, we talk, we talk about business offline a lot and I love this. First of all, I love this idea of wounded healer. Like I'd never even thought about that, but I also feel like that applies to relationship as well, which we're going to get into. Um, but it took me, it took me so long to, cause there is a very, very strong part of me that is the performer. Very, oh. very, 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 very strong. And sometimes, you know, even in this epic love relationship that I'm in right now at the beginning, which you know about, um, that performer got kicked up. That performer had like that for some well for of course we know why I was gonna say for some reason but we know why but um you know I think it's just it's more than hard you know it's it's like so it can be very excruciating sometimes to to listen to myself and to be open to myself and to to really tap into Hey, this doesn't feel right. You know, like I'm pretty proud of myself, honestly, that I stopped using filters like about a year and a half ago. You know, like this shit's it's wild out there on the street, business streets. <laughs> Let me tell you about my program with all my glitter. Yes. <laughs> you know, and but I I think you're right. I think like just like it is with business and just like it is with relationships, is that you know, people are attracted to your energy and your, you know, like. I think I read somewhere, you would probably know you're better about this than I am, but I think I read somewhere that before anyone picks up on anything else about you, they pick up on authenticity. They pick up on intent. And it's like, it's, it's a subconscious, probably nervous system, um, uh, receptor or something happening where we just pick up on not even energy first, but intent and authenticity. Right. Because this, you know, whether it be, you know, God or universe or whatever they, I mean, we want to protect ourselves. Right. And so I don't know, it's so interesting. Um, and thank you, you know, like I'm honored that you yeah. that. I appreciate you. Yeah. You've been a, you've definitely been a kind of one of my beacons, you know, I mm-hmm. have my cadre of, of coaches that I really watch and, you know, you've, you've definitely been an example and, and, and an example in authenticity. And yeah, I do. I agree. Like you know, when people get to the place in their life where they're willing to be authentic and vulnerable, um, that resonates, you know, and then you start attracting people who are more authentic and vulnerable. You know, one of the things that, that I talk about a lot in the, the program that I do is 
what, what masks are you wearing? Mm -hmm. You know, where, where are you being inauthentic? Mm -hmm. Because if you step into relationships with a mask on, then you're attracting and reflecting and mirroring, you know, that with the people that you choose. So your inauthenticity is actually creating inauthentic relationships. And how can you be truly happy? How can you you know, create authentic connection when you're hiding, you know, behind mm -hmm. a mask. And mm -hmm. so, so much of this work is being willing and courageous enough to step away from the masks so that we can attract, you know, you talk about magnetism, right? Mm -hmm. So that we can magnetize the love towards us mm -hmm. that is also authentic. Mm -hmm. You know, whenever I have clients who say like, they just, you know, they'll be really awesome. And then all of a sudden they'll disappear. It's like, well, what masks are you wearing? Mm. You know, what, where are you being inauthentic? Where are you not being true to yourself? Where do you not know who you are? Mm -hmm. Because our who will impact our do, right? What, who we are impacts what we do, who we choose and the environments that we create. And so if you don't know who you are, you cannot possibly know what you want or know how to magnetize and attract that love. 100%. And yet, especially for women, we live in a society that tells us every day that our who isn't enough, that we don't make enough, that we weigh the wrong thing, that we don't have the right credentials, that we're not good enough or as good as this other coach, that we need to earn six figures or that we need to you know, dress a certain way or do a, do the glitter filter, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? <laughs> and, and that is not conducive to healthy relationships, mm -hmm. but to know that you can break out of that pattern and create an authentic pattern that is true to who you are. Like nobody gives you the skills for that, no you know? One. Yeah. We're raised in systems that tell us to move forward, learn the language of the system and then speak that language. Mm -hmm. And then we come into relationships and it's like to be successful in a relationship, to create a secure, bonded, intimate, authentic relationship, be yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do that. Yes. So. Yes. yes. Yeah. So. Contrary to popular belief, being feminine is not being a needless blob. Right. <laughs> Go figure. And the feminine like is so demonized in our society, mm -hmm. right? Because it's it's a little bit more chaotic. It's fiery, it's messy, right? And our society, we live, like this is my whole dissertation. Our society mm -hmm. lives in a world that is linear. It wants to put things in categories, yep. you yep. know? My, my Virgo chorus parts love categories, but yet there is an inherent messiness to love mm -hmm. that makes it beautiful. And yes. that's, that's the feminine. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. I'm going to make a hard turn here because I really okay. wanted to get to this idea of like, all of this stuff is really leading up to really what I, what I wanted to touch base with you on today, which is this whole thing about secure relationship and about what has been your experience. And I, you know, of course I'll share mine about what you thought secure relationship was going to be, how you are experiencing it how, you know, potential opportunities and potential pitfalls about try to trying to find secure relationships. Because what I find, I don't know if it's the same with the people that come to you. What I find that the women that come to me is, you know, they know that they want a secure relationship. Like they can read about the attachment styles all day. You know, they've, um, you know, tried to do the work, you know, I, like I'm an anxious attachment becomes a label and it really, it, it, you know, it borders on, on, um, a lack of power, um, mm -hmm. to change. And I'd love just to open that up, you know, like there's no real question other than like, I'd just love to hear your experience about what you see, like in your life or in your client's life about like secure attachment, like what the hell is that? What does it feel like? And what, I mean, I can tell you, I did not, I did not expect it to feel the way it does now, but I'm going to hold mine until after you're done. Yeah, totally. I, you know, I think that what I see kind of in the, in the, just in the world with people who come to me with my own experience is 
people want reasons and they want methods and Mm -hmm. they don't, they want to do anything but drop into their body and drop into the emotions and the decisions, the intentionality that will get them to a secure relationship. You know, they think that a secure relationship is just going to be like delivered like a stork on a silver platter. Mm -hmm. And that's not how secure relationships are created. That's not how I created a secure relationship. And that is not how I help my clients create it. And so much of security in my own experience has come from me. Like it's come from using my voice, using my boundaries, like learning what hills to die on and not to die on, um, learning about what it takes for two people to live in a symbiotic state that is, you know, in a healthy way, differentiated, So what that has looked like for me, you know, I had to make intentional decisions at the very front end of my relationship to use my voice Mm -hmm. because I would hide, I would hide behind, you know, my own masks. I would um, stifle my voice because that's what I had been raised to do. Right. And my family of origin, I learned three things. Don't talk, don't feel, don't ask for help. Mm -hmm. So when my partner and I started navigating relationship issues, I didn't talk, I didn't feel, and Mm -hmm. I didn't ask for help. Mm -hmm. And when I realized this is not getting me where I want to go, which was a secure relationship, I had to start talking, start feeling, and start asking for help. And that made the difference. But let me tell you, the first time I used my voice in my relationship, my whole body was like, I used my voice and now I have to get rid of you because you (laughs) know who I am, right? (laughs) And I was like, lacing up the shoes and ready to be the runaway bride. And he stayed, he stayed, Mm -hmm. right? So I really got to see the interchange between me showing up, him meeting me, and then creating this third space, this alchemical space between us that was the burgeoning relationship. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, four years later, one of the things that we talk about is I'm so glad we can talk about things Mm. that all started from a decision that I made to open my freaking mouth and talk about stuff, which then taught him, you know, my partner to open his mouth and talk about stuff. Yes. Yes. And that went through everything, like every aspect of our relationship. It's like a decision I have to make every day. Are you going to shut down and shut up or are you going to show up? Mm, God, man, so powerful. And you know, the thing you're touching very, like a similar experience for me, which is I'm kind of done with this whole idea of, and a relationship. And this is this is going to be hard probably for maybe some people that hear this, but this is my experience. It doesn't have to be yours, but I'm done with this idea that parts of me had. And I think it was also um, not substituted, but, but like, uh, what's the word um, like held up in society and culture that a relationship is to healed people. And I think holistic psychologists put out a, 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 some quote cards about this a couple of days ago. And it really, really hit home because what I was going to say is that a part of me thought that I had to be healed. He mm-hmm. had to be healed. And then this whole secure relationship thing would happen. And that has absolutely, absolutely been not the case mm-hmm. whatsoever. Yeah. But what I do, the other thing that I'm, I don't like about what I felt was, was portrayed onto me was that my model, the model that I was modeling in a relationship was basically what you just said, which is like what I have to worry about what I do. Right. Mm -hmm. I have to worry about, you know, showing up. I have to worry about speaking up. I have to worry about not hiding is even when it's really, really uncomfortable when I do those things very similar, like speak for my needs or like you know, ask for, for certain things, um, that really, really kind of touch and trigger my core wounds is it is a beautiful model, not because I want to model him, but it just, who I am is Mm -hmm. like a, a healed and developing being. Yeah. And, um, 
there's like, there's this whole, like this conversation I feel like could last for hours, you know, like there's so much there. There's so much juice in that because a part of me again, kind of felt like, and this is out there, like the goddess women that have taken my archetype, they know this, like, cause I was there, you know, like you have your list of, of qualities that you want in a man. And when a man does not meet one of those qualities, he, he is off the books. And that is, <laughs> yeah, that is so unrealistic. It yeah. is so, um, you know, there's a part of her and me, this is old me that was so perfectionist that I was, that's all that I was wanting. And I get it. I understand it's, it's amazing to have boundaries, but like you were talking about, what's the hill you die on? What can you, what can you compromise on? What's like your top three things that this has to happen or it's a no go, you know, like that's the work that I'm sure that you do. And that I do as well. Um, but there's just, I don't know. There's a lot in there. What do you, what's coming out for you? Yeah. So I think it's a both and, and it's healthy, you know, healthy relationships, that epic love, that intentional love. It's really a continuum. Um, so yeah. it is a, yes, you have to have a certain level of healing and you will heal in relationship. Yes. You have to have some ideals. What are the deal breakers? And the healthy relationship, the soulmate love, the epically connected love that you eventually land in will have aspects of it that will be everything that you need and nothing you ever thought you wanted. You know, it's a, it's a both and, and, you know, I've, I've said, I learned from a friend of mine years ago, flexibility is the best ability. If you are intransigent on what you expect this relationship to be, you're expecting a relationship to be the silver bullet that will heal you. And that's not healthy, right? You are going to go into the relationship and, and as a co-creative entity with the other person and create from where you're, who you are and where you are and then establish this new norm of the relationship. Mm. Um, I, I will never forget uh, my first, one of my first classes that I had in my doctorate, um, the professor put up a Martin Buber quote, and it was, um, I become an I because of you. And she was talking about, you know, the myth of narcissus. And uh, so then, of course, we talked about narcissism and the healthy aspect of that and the unhealthy. But it, it's it's so true, like who we become in and how we individuate as humans depends on relationship. So to to expect yourself to be able to get where you're supposed to go in life without another relationship is it's not realistic. And yet all of the systems in our life teach us this, right? Mm -hmm. If you're in evangelical Christianity, they're like, you know, don't date, learn to just, you know, love yourself and then somebody else will love you, you know, recovery community, like don't date until you're a year sober. You know, I hit eight months years ago and I was like, in order to get to my next stage of evolution, I have to get out there and start dating again, because my wounds are relationship wounds and relationship wounds are healed in relationship with other, other people. Mm -hmm. So I had to take responsibility for my own healing, but then I also had to step into a relationship container with somebody else who was also willing to mm -hmm. work his own program and to do the, the healing with me. So mm -hmm. I think a lot of this, like, you know, don't date until you're, you're whole. It's just, it's not realistic. Now, if you're a hot mess, like you probably need a little bit of coaching or therapy mm -hmm. first before mm -hmm. you get into a relationship. Mm -hmm. Like it, you've got to have some agency over your own healing, but then you will find healing in relationships. So it's a both and rather mm -hmm. than an either, or because I become an I because of you, mm -hmm. everything in our society, you know, Co-regulation is a biological imperative in our bodies. Like we need other people to mirror and to be a referent for who, who we are becoming. Yep. Yeah. And that's a lot of what you and I, I know in particular did not experience when we were, you know, in our developmental, in our family of origin. So it's, um, yeah, I mean, secure relationship for me has been so wild. I can't even, you know, 
that's the understatement of the year. I mean, it is. I mean, because I have no words. I really like have no words. Um, and well, let's just say I want to set the container. We have about five minutes left. Um, and I don't even like it. I have no words. I just, (laughs) it's just so wild to me to really, really feel in my body, like not in my head, but in my body that of course, like I've got my own shit. I got my own house. I got my own business. I got my own car, which I had before, but there was this, there was like an unhealthy attachment in my last, my previous relationship to this one about, um, I don't know, like this constant feeling of anxiety, this constant feeling of performing this, like, it's just not there. But, you know, at the beginning, it was, you know, I went through a pretty tough time with this particular relationship at the beginning, really, really dysregulating and really, really hard. But we've eventually come to the point where it feels very secure. And, you know, we'll read about like a secure relationship being like, oh, you know, like, the the, maybe the trust and the confidence that if if he stays or if he goes I'm going to be okay um but really really feeling that and knowing like for most of the time that that could be the case is just completely wild to me I don't know do you have better words (laughs) no I I think you I love the different nuances that we both bring to this this idea of a secure relationship because like for me you know, so much of what security has been, has been nothing that I expected it would look like. It's been all this stuff that I didn't know I needed Mm -hmm. and all this stuff that I've run from in the past. And then all of a sudden I made this decision not to run because I'm disorganized attachment, right? Mm -hmm. So I will like get close and then run away and get close and then run away. And so it, it, you know, it was something, it has been something that we have co-created together. You know, I always learned, okay, well, the woman is supposed to be feminine and then the man is supposed to be masculine. And then they're supposed to, you know, you're supposed to match that. And what I've really found in reality is we have this like flow. There are times where I am feminine and then there's times where Greg is in the feminine. There's times Mm -hmm. where, you know, he's in the masculine and it's like we ebb and flow And it's so much better because of that. You know, he brings an incredible mothering energy Mm. that is the ground of his being that I have always needed. And yet, had I met him, you know, 30 years ago, I would have been like, I I don't even know what to do with that. Mm -hmm. And yet it's exactly what my system has needed to say, we're safe now. Mm -hmm. Okay now. And so I think for me, so much of secure attachment has been you know, it has looked like that, that, uh, safety and stability and security that his opposite presence to me brings in my life, you know, Mm -hmm. there's just that balance Mm -hmm. and I am becoming more of who I am because, you know, he is bringing things out of me. And I think that's the beauty when you're in a, a really secure attachment is, you find parts of yourself that you didn't know were that needed to be expressed. You find your voice. You're not ashamed of these parts of yourself that you have been struggling with your whole Mm -hmm. life. And all of a sudden they're given a greater acceptance within the container of the relationship that you didn't know you needed. Mm -hmm. And, and I will tell you, I was like, I had so much anxiety the first 11 months of our Mm -hmm. relationship. I was like, I didn't, you know, I can remember having a meltdown because he didn't ask me to marry him in the first three months. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's like weird, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I have somebody ask me at three months. They're like, well, if he asked you today, would you marry? And I'm like, no, that's not the point. You know. (laughs) So it's like this, this relationship container has created the safety for me to like fall apart put back together, mm-hmm. be myself, let him fall apart, be mm-hmm. put back together, be himself. And, and it's nothing that I thought it would look like. Yeah. And everything that I want every day when I choose it, when I wake up in the morning. Yes. Same, same. And I think, you know, we've talked about this, you, you're, you know, Jordan, we've talked about the, um, 
like finding your authentic feminine, I think was the name of the episode with Jordan. And it, I feel like it's like very similar vein, which we know, like we know in our head, like we know this, but to really feel it deep in our body and our nervous system of like breaking, not only breaking the patterns of like our family and our past and, and trans, you know, you know, across the, the different generations. generations that we have, but also breaking the script on what we've been told, like in society and movies and things like that, because that's the thing that I've learned most about my femininity and this relationship is that I am defining, it sounds like, you know, very similar with you. Like I am defining what secure attachment means to me, yes. you know, like to, you know, you, you've made this deal within yourself, those three points that you said, which is like, don't hide, speak up. And the other one, um, it like very similar happened with he and I is that like we made, we went through it like a really tough period. And then at the beginning, it was really like poof, back in the old patterns, but he kept showing up, you know, and then we finally met and, you know, I kind of feel like sometimes that he's God's gift to me because like, he's helping me see like, that this is a possibility. And we finally made this like pinky swear as that's like, you know, as silly as that may sound, we made a pinky swear together because he's also a giver. I'm a giver. Like he's been, in, you know, in codependent relationships before, same as me, you know, like it's, it's amazing. And we made this deal with ourselves that any, any time anything comes up, it's not like truth and honesty all the time, like this whole, like society says, but it's, yeah. if we made, a decision together as a relationship that affects us individually, which was if something comes up, we're going to talk about it, no matter how hard it is, no matter if it's going to be a hard conversation. And that has helped us that like foundation in that container has helped us figure out what our relationship looks like right now, you know? Um, and that has been extremely, I don't know. It's just foundational because I use that now as like, well, I made this pinky swear with you. And I, this is something that I don't want to talk about, which makes me think that I got to talk about it. And we, just, we work that shit out. And yeah. sometimes like you're saying, like I do lead more, you know, more than him, or I do hold the space more than him. The difference with that is with me now is that if I don't want to do that, I will tell him. Yeah. If I don't want to do it, you know, like, you know, I prefer for him to drive me around, for example, sometimes. And I sometimes be like, babe, I'm tired of leading you today. Can you lead? And he steps up, you know? Um, so I think I think the moral of the story is just like anything else is things that we don't know and that you can hear is that you have the ability to create what a secure relationship, what your femininity means for you. How do you feel safe? How do you speak up for your needs and desires? How do you find your needs and desires? Like that's a whole other, uh, another thing But anything in closing that you want to offer for that. Um, also at the end of that, will you let everyone know kind of what you're working on and where to find you please? I will. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Mm -hmm. So um, the, the other piece that I hear you say that we haven't touched as much on it's, but that is so practical in relationships is having those kind of like fair fighting rules. I call it a fair fighting manifesto that I work through with my clients because, you know, we've, I've got rules with my partner about like, we don't roll our eyes at each other. We don't mm -hmm. do character assassination, you know, and, and I'm hearing that you've set up some of those like ground rules for a healthy committed relationship that I think are so, so important. And, and going back to Joseph and, um, and Jordan, as you know, I love watching the two of them because mm -hmm. they're, their relationship, they get curious. Like, what does it mean to be a woman? What does it mean to be a man in this relationship? I'm sorry, to be masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. And then they try out different things. And I think curiosity is such a gift that you can bring into relationships. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. So how do they get in touch with me? So my, uh, you can find me uh, at jennyrain.com. And my program is called Relationship Reset, and it is basically how to heal the things holding you back from a really healthy relationship, whether you're in a relationship or whether you want to create one. And uh, we go deep and look at root cause stuff and um, have a lot of fun in the process. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, I love helping people get to their soulmate love. I so. love that. I love that. It's so funny, too, because um, and I'll put all the, the links to that in yeah. the notes. 
Um, I think it's just in, in closing. I think it's so funny how, I don't know if you find this in your business, but I find that it's very hard for me to tell people exactly what happens in healing and in a oh, container. Yeah. But I think it also surprises people how much fun, because I love how you said we'll have fun. I think it surprises people to realize how how much laughter and how much fun it is to actually be able to be witnessed for who you are. Yeah. You know, for to be witnessed for who you are and for for someone to reflect the three questions below the question. Oh yeah. You know, the question really isn't like what I should put on my dating app. The question really is like do I think that I'm good enough to put this picture up here? Do I think that I'm good enough to um to put out what I really want and desire am I going to be able to hold my boundaries if that comes like there's um there's something to be said about the container that you hold about like I love that you said that about like have fun and laugh because people don't realize like being yourself is actually very joyful oh so joyful so joyful and like when when you are trying something new out you know a new boundary a new using your voice like you've got to laugh through it. You've got to, you know, the joy is found in, in trying those things out and then seeing how people, you know, react to them. And sometimes that's funny. And sometimes it's, you know, it just, it creates a new normal for you because a lot of times, and, you know, especially with trauma, we're not given the chance to try things out, to get curious and to make mistakes. And mm-hmm. how do you grow without doing all three of those things? So yeah, I, I love to, to have fun in the yeah, container. I love, that you that. <laughs> I love that you said that, you know, you're amazing. Thank you so much for this time. I can't believe that went by so quickly. I know. And I'll have to have you back because I feel like that we have a lot more to say, but I appreciate you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for asking me. My pleasure. Okay, tell me how much that you love this conversation with my friend Jenny. Literally, I feel like we could go on for hours about this, and I don't even feel like we covered um, everything that I was kind of envisioning covering uh, in about this topic specifically about secure relationships. So let me know if you want me to have her on again. I'd be happy to do that. Literally, it has been the craziest process of something new, completely new for me. And um, I hope it helps with wherever you are in your journey. A few shout outs before we go. Uh, a couple of things and some housekeeping as well. I really just want to shout out my girl, Lori, who um, who dropped me a message. And I want to read what she wrote because she said that she could um, or that we could share this. But Lori, um, just listen and then we can we can. Uh, kind of reflect. So Lori says, hi, Lily. I just came across your podcast and have started from the beginning. (laughs) I'm 58 and I've been through Al-Anon and Coda. Thought I was quote unquote better, but after split from a long-term relationship and then a divorce, I've realized I am not. One thing that's great about your podcast is that you're walking the walk and talking the talk. So that helps immensely. Thank you and keep up the good work. Thank you, Lori, for being here. Thank you for being a soldier and starting from the beginning. I always like to say 2018 Lily was baby Lily. So you, wherever you are in your journey, I don't know when slash if you're going to listen to this one in particular because we're at 142, but I want to thank you for being here and thank you so much for being in this community. You are amazing. A few things before we go, don't forget, you can support the show. If you love the show, if you like it a little bit, if you want to uh, buy me a coffee, I am more than welcome and more than happy to receive that just to know you're out there. You can support the show with a donation of a dollar a month, $5 a month, or $10 a month. You can go to the link in the show notes and click on support to select um, what you'd like for this energy exchange. Uh, Like I said, been here since 2018, holding it down. Super grateful for you to um, my audience. How long, however long you've been with me, if this is new for you, um, if you've been um, in the community for the for a while, I'm so grateful that you're here. 
Uh, Dating You, the School for Magnetic Relationships, opened yesterday, um, May 1st. I think this is coming out May 3rd, so it would be two days from when you're hearing this on May 3rd, 2023. Dating You, the School for Magnetic Relationships, is for you if you are ready to heal your next layer of healing so that you can actually love the dating process feel aligned in the dating process, and then find your true love match. That is what I'm here for. It is a a beautiful program that I have devised after hundreds of coaching hours and working with a bunch of different women through this process. And it's relatively low investment. And I did that on purpose because I want more and more women to be able to select into this type of deeper healing work. You do get access to one month free um, of dating you as a listener, you can enter code love 2023 and it'll, um, it'll, uh, take down the price to $0 and, um, you'll be able to opt out if you'd like, if you don't think it's for you, which people have done and that's perfectly fine. Um, but I really would love to in- invite you to try out this deeper healing work in this container. Um, because it's against this process that I've gone through hundreds of times at this point to really, really get women aligned and open and ready to meet their soulmate love on per in person or online. So you can go to the link in the show notes, enter code love 2023. And uh, I can't wait to welcome you there. And as always, I do want you to know you are worthy of epic love. Some parts of you may not believe that you are worthy of epic love and, or some parts may try to convince you that you are, but either way you are perfect as you are. You are loved, you are supported, and you are so beautiful, beautifully divine in this beautiful light that everyone needs to see. I want to see your light shine. There is no scarcity of light for you to shine. And uh, I really, really am so grateful that you're here in this community. Thank you for being here. See you in two weeks.